0: I have a good report. <laughs> uh, y'all have talked, you know about Quentin. Well, Quentin is my grandson. He's 19. Well, yeah, he's 19. He just turned 19 on the 31st of December. He's gotten saved in the last two months. And yesterday I was with him. He, he is totally uh, bedridden. He has muscular dystrophy. And in November, he was life-flighted to Texas Children's because he had died. And he came back. And uh, he got saved. And yesterday, I sat with him. and He wants me to sit close to the bed. So I sit up close to the bed. And he says, hold my hand, Grant. I really like that. He can't move his hands or his elbows. He can't move his arms or legs or turn his head or lift it or anything. But I I asked him, I said, I I hear that your dad prayed for you. And he said, yes, he did. We prayed. And I said, can you tell me about it? He said, I asked Jesus into my heart. And he said, he said, I said, well, tell me about it. He said, I just have become very, very grateful. He said, I said, what are you grateful for? He says, I'm grateful that I'm not mentally ill. That I have a very good mind, and he said, "When I can get my phones close to me, I can I can really research and do a lot of things." And I I, I said, "What else are you thankful for? What What are you grateful?" He said, "He said I'm grateful. I'm grateful for uh, to have a home. I'm grateful that I'm saved. I'm grateful for my mother. I'm grateful that we live in the house. I'm grateful for you." I'm grateful for my family. And he said, <clears throat> he said I've decided I've decided to live. He said, um, God is life. That came out of his spirit. I've never told him that, but he said God is life. He said I think I'm going to just stick around, and he said wait for the cure, and he said then God will help put muscle back on my body. Uh, Quentin's an amazing young man and uh, it is a a privilege to be his grandmother and an honor to watch that simplicity uh, uh, respond to the spirit of God Jesus told him that that's how loving our father is now, in our conversations from time to time, I've talked about the Spirit of God. I've shared with him what I can. But see, Quentin only has one eye that sees, so even read, he can't, like, read the Word. But he can get his phone. If you place his arm just right, this left hand will help somewhat the right hand. And he can place a phone right here, but he's got long fingers, Thank praise God. And it reaches around, and he scrolls. He's very thankful for that. I would have gone insane by now. But he told me about his brother. He said, you know, uh, he, was, he wasn't he was very nice to mom. He had his issues, he said. He said, I try to be very good to mom. I try to be kind. Uh, I'm just very blessed. And uh, now I've got a teach. (laughs) I can get very emotional when I think about Quentin, but I just decided not to. I just decided to give glory to God. He he has humbled me just by his response to God. It's a a blessing. Tonight, I'm going to be teaching... Go ahead, uh, Teresa. I'm going to be teaching another segment of of the Be Smart, discerning the body. But I'm going to be teaching... Part two is going to be on compassion. I uh, I have to study a lot because I'm writing a book and uh, it requires the project manager for it is has a worksheets that I do work in. <clears throat> it's very technical but I'm willing to learn it. I'm willing to learn the technology so that I can do a real good job. And so I'm having to Study. God's isolated me where I can, just study. And uh, the Spirit told me to go read about the Good Samaritan. But before I get there, I want to talk with you about uh, when we look at each other in the body, we can see each other has a place. We understand that we all have a place in the body. And uh, that. We do different things in the body. There are people that, that function, like I'm a teacher. I function in here, and I function in Sunday school, and there are other people who are, are, have other giftings, and they operate in the body. But <clears throat> Pastor Angela, God has anointed and appointed her as our leader for this body. So and we're thankful. We're very thankful for that. If someone came into the body and began to do things, just think about this, that were opposing her or out of order, what would you do? What would you, something would rise up in you to, to change that, right? Well, let's, let's just approach the Word tonight with that thought. I'm going <clears> to <throat> pray and then we'll get started. Father God... Thank you so much for all that you're doing in us. Help us, Lord, to help us, just help us, Lord, to understand what you're wanting to, the things you want to clear up inside of us so that we can fully develop, so that we can be discipled fully, that we can walk in excellence in everything we do, and where we can, we can be the light, the unshaded uh, be the light that truly shines with your glory because Quentin is so unencumbered with all this world systems, Father I saw that you just spoke to him and out of his mouth there it came, life is God Father I pray that all the shadows in our minds would be gone All the shadows that the enemy has put there in us so that we can shine like a beacon in the earth with everything we do and represent you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Uh, Back to Angela. We know that we saw her. We saw the appointment. We saw the anointing. We saw the... The setting in, we saw all those things happen to her. And we know that that uh, Jesus was appointed and anointed to come to the earth by God. He was appointed to do exactly what he did. and And when he left, what did he do? He sent back the Holy Spirit who is anointed, appointed to do what he's supposed to do in the earth. Holy Spirit... It's his, it's his time. Do you see what I'm saying? And when we do something that he hasn't directed us to do, or that goes against that, that's not kosher. So there's an order of things that we must understand. Uh, we can usurp his authority. We might think we're just doing a good work. We might think that we're just uh, doing, but Holy Spirit wants to direct. He is the guide. That's one of His names: as God, leader, power, source, force. These are His titles, and we need to respect those and humbly listen for His guidance. Wait for him to direct. Wait for him to have us go over here, go over there, touch this, touch that. Or we might just pick up something in religion and do that instead. Religion directs things other ways. It may look good on the surface, but it wasn't directed by the Holy Spirit. It's really sin it can't be done in faith because it wasn't directed by the spirit and God wants us moving by the spirit holy spirit when i was studying said i want you to look at the good shepherd uh, the good samaritan so let's turn to matthew 9:35 and look at that oh did i tell you something different Well, I want to be sure, and okay, Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all healing every sickness and every disease among the people. I want to stop right there. We know he did this because he saw the Father, in other words, he was directed by the Father. You see the success that he had he healed all sickness and all diseases among the people okay go, let's go on to the next and when he had called unto himself his 12 disciples he gave them power now jesus gave them power to, to to against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease he gave them power he anointed and appointed so when they go out are they going to be successful Yes, they will. Okay, let's go. Um, let's go to. I want to. I want to tell you the question when I started studying, the, the um, When I started studying about the Good Samaritan, Holy Spirit asked me a question and I wrote it down. I wrote it down just like He said it to me. And I want us to think about it together. I want to unpack it. He said, when compassion comes forth, comes up from within you, does it come with the solution? When compassion comes up from within you, does it come with a solution? I'll tell you, it does every single Time when you're acting out of your emotion, no let's, under, let's let's go on to the Good Samaritan. It's in Luke 10 thirty through thirty six <clears throat> And Jesus answered and said, a certain man went down to Jerusalem, to Jericho, and fell among thieves, who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Okay, go on. Uh, likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. Now, I've always judged Levi and the priest that they were just scoundrels. But I want us to look at it. Just set that aside tonight, and let's look and see what the Samaritan did. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him, bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day... When he had departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper and said to him, Take care of him and whatever whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among thieves? Which of those? The one having compassion. Well... Compassion, this compassion, it moved from inside the Samaritan. It, it's a moving. It was not emotion. It had, he it, it could have been moved. The others were moved by emotion. Ooh, the fear, whatever. They were moved by emotion. But when compassion came forth on the scene, it came with the solution. Now, uh, compassion is not emotion. You can have all kinds of feelings. They can change with the drop of a hat. They can change from, oh, you feel so sad about what's going on on the television screen. You can cry. You can, next thing you know, you're mad about something, that some, something happened on Facebook. And then you go from another emotion. I mean, your emotions are like undisciplined children. They just go and go and go and go and go every which way until we let's go to uh, Matthew nine thirty five and let's let's look at this and see how again compassion is different from emotion. Lord God, I want I want this to come across because. I want it changing in me where I'm, I'm moved by compassion and I wait till I know that it's compassion, till I wait till I know that it's moving by the Spirit and not by my flesh, not by just feelings. 935, and Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in the synagogues preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing and all of that. Now we saw that a while ago, but it says true. It go down to verse 30, uh, 37. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is truly truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Now see he over here he he was uh when he saw the multitude, he was with compassion in in verse uh 36. Jesus was moved with compassion. He wasn't moved by emotion. He was moved by compassion. And so here comes the solution. Therefore pray, he's talking to his disciples, therefore pray that the Lord of the harvest send out laborers into the harvest. And and when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power. Do You see, he he called the laborers. He appointed and anointed the laborers right then with the solution to what he had seen. It he was moved with compassion, and there was the solution. So, okay, there's another example. I want y'all to turn to Luke seven or we'll turn to Luke seven eleven. This is the widow of Nain. <clears throat> The widow of Nain. Luke 7:11. Now it happened, the day after that, he went into the city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him, and, the large, and a large crowd. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. Then fear came upon all, and they glorified God. A great prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him went through throughout all Judea and all the surrounding regions. You see how God was glorified? In every situation, God got the glory. In every time compassion is moved, like if you're moved by compassion and you'll have the solution, and God will be glorified. Your name might be mentioned somewhere, but you're not seeking glory. It's not about that. It's finishing a work that God started. It's a God work and not a good work. It's a good work, of course, but it's a God work. A God work does something, and God gets the glory. Many times we can, we we can do a lot of good things. We can feed the poor, you know the people that, um, the people that said, "Lord, Lord, we've done this and this and this and this and this." This is what what they were doing. They would feel something and they'd go do something. And it wasn't led by the Holy Spirit. See, the timing was perfect on all of these. Think about the timing the opportunity Jesus had to glorify God. The crowd was there. People were standing around. Uh, His fame went throughout the region. God was glorified because of the where, when, how, and what that all of this met. Everything was just as it should be. So as a member in the body of Christ, and think about that hexagon, and that little bee's purpose as we build the whole. As we, if you haven't heard that lesson that I taught last time, um, it's called Be Smart, Discern the Lord's Body. You can look it up. But it's where we have the design that we need inside of us, we have this already in us. It's just allowing Holy Spirit to draw it out of us by humbling ourselves and not doing our own thing, not usurping Holy Spirit's position in our lives. We need to walk humbly with Him. It's His dispensation. Jesus told us He was sending the guide to us. It's His dispensation now in the earth. It's not that we don't worship Jesus. He's just sent somebody to be over us and in us, through us, operating Jesus' ministry. It's Jesus' ministry. It's not ours. And the gifts of the Holy Spirit can operate. They're the gifts given by the Holy Spirit to operate within the church. And as he directs, these operate and they're beautiful when they operate. They heal, they deliver. We, I mean, when Jesus said that he's going to cast out these evil spirits, discerning of spirits came, would operate as the disciples moved among people. Uh, we, we can do this led by the Holy Spirit. The timing will be perfect, the result will be perfect, and God will get the increase. Do you see what I'm saying? It's God getting the glory. We've got a lot of of headliners now. We've got a lot of people getting headlines now. I have a ministry that I had to talk to my host, web host people today, and they're after me to do a whole lot of things. I've had that thing for ten years. I haven't written but about three things on it. But I will begin, because I'm becoming technically a little more educated, I will begin to post. I will begin to do some things on it led by the Holy Spirit. I stay off of Facebook for a reason. I, I don't spend my time shopping a lot. I have to be quiet or I can't hear the questions I need to, I need to dig into that is priceless for god to say that to me when compassion comes from within you comes up within you does it come with a solution that's an amazing question i don't want to be where i can't hear that the rest of my life i don't want i don't want to, i want to hear that It makes me just lean into that. I want to hear that clearly about everything I do. I want the fruit to come forth. I want the gain for the kingdom of God to come forth. I want this church body to grow. But we can't we can't operate with religion and have this kind of spiritual result. Jesus wasn't operating with religion. He wasn't operating with tradition. We know that. He, he, was, he, 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 was, on, he was in opposition to tradition. So we must, we must listen so that we can be healed in the spirit of our minds. So our thinking is no longer based on the world's systems and how, how maybe great-grandmother's era did it. We're in the last days. We're going to have to have the mind of God. And and the re- and and have the resources that God can give us, He may know where the next gold mine is. I'm sure He does. He may know the next invention that needs to be made so the church can profit, and so the word can go forth. And so as we we yield to Him, and He is directing the flow in these last days. We can just be a part of that, and we should try to be a part of that. So uh let's go to Lazarus let's go to Lazarus and see what Lazarus happened with him i don't know if i even gave you the the um, things for Lazarus but we know that Jesus did not go right when Mary and Martha wanted him to come. It was four days later, and she said he stinketh. So, when uh, when he was standing there, he was moved with compassion. He wept. I think he wept because of their unbelief, because he had told them they were going to see the glory of God already. But when he was moved with compassion, he just The result was that when he spoke, Lazarus rose from the dead. There was a solution, and I think that, that we need to understand we can move. There are times that we can move where we'll have a solution. It may be somebody else, and you may watch somebody else get meet a need and have the solution. We can't afford any kind of jealousy. We have to just trust that compassion came out of the heart of God. So we humbly watch this, praise God, and glorify God about it. When someone's raised from the dead, we don't get to tick it off like, wow, look here, you know, look at my score. We make stars. We make performers out of people, not realizing that, What we're doing may keep them, because of pride, may keep them from hearing that wee small sound of the leading of the Holy Spirit. We don't build people's pride. We move with compassion and we edify them. We build them up. That's the compassion we're supposed to be having in the body. We have solutions within us. And so we ask God, okay, what is the solution for this, I see this issue. Will you use me? Remember what Isaiah said? Let me use me. Be available for the Holy Spirit to use you, but don't assume you're supposed to take care of everything. Let Holy Spirit direct it. It's a chorus, it's a concert. And, and in concert is harmony. Have you ever listened to a band that's out of harmony? That they're, everybody's playing different notes, they're in different keys. It's just a mess. Like a beginner choir, beginner bands. Have you ever listened to a beginner band, especially a string orchestra? Oh, the sounds they can make! Well, that's kind of when we're screeching and, and out of order and everything. I wonder what that if that doesn't hurt God's ears somehow. But we can walk in this harmony, moving by compassion. The solutions will be there. They're not for our glory, they're for His. And as this song comes forth, it's like harmony, beautiful harmony to the Lord. We can move in that kind of harmony. And we need to be doing it. We need to humble ourselves and really reason this out. Compassion, yes, comes forth with solutions. It doesn't come forth with a a yucky song we can have solutions for each other we can have solutions look what God told Quentin that's the heart of God that is compassion and now Quentin is speaking faith that he's going to live that is that is compassion I didn't have anything to do with that it's his relationship to God we can have that let's use Quentin as an example he heard from God and now he's It's it's blessing. Do you see what I'm saying? It's preaching to me. He's preaching to me. He asked his mother and I, "said Am I?". We were talking about somebody being handsome. He looked at us and said, "Am I handsome?". And I realized he's probably hasn't seen a mirror in years. But we told him he is handsome. He's very handsome. He's got the most beautiful brown eyes, and he's got the longest eyelashes. It makes me jealous these beautiful eyelashes, and he's got long hair. You know, he likes his hair longer. Beautiful. He's got gorgeous skin. But he asked us if he was handsome. And I thought, that is so... I don't know, It's, it's just, it just has an innocence about it that is so uncommon. And... Um, I'll share something else, um, my mother and dad and I, probably my one of my brothers, my brother Birch, we were on a trip, and it was a hot summer time and you know in Texas, it is hot in East Texas, and we were on a country road, and there were trees and everything alongside the road it was a It was a paved road but it was so hot and we didn't even have air conditioning in the car. I was probably about six years old when this happened. And up the road, we could see a family walking. And when we got closer, we realized that their children didn't have shoes on. So their children were just barefooted walking on this awful pavement, burning their little feet. Well, my mom had my dad pull over and uh, when we traveled, this was our extent of our eating out. We had Vienna sausage. We had crackers. And we had some cheese. And we had maybe got gotten a, uh, a knee-high at, the, <laughs> at a store, a grape soda or something. We didn't even have cans, and they were in bottles. But that's what we had, and that's what my mother gave them. And then we got back in the car, and we drove on down the road. When we came to the next town or the nearest town, my mother had my dad pull into the store. And I don't remember going into the store with her, so probably my dad and my brother and I stayed in the car because she went in. I know she went in. And uh, she came back out and she said, Go back to that family. Well, she had gone in and bought food and probably uh, whatever drink, portable drinks they had. And, uh, she had bought shoes for the children. And we went back to that family, and the par- they were sitting under a tree by this time and eating the Vienna sausage, and they were resting. And when we, I, I, didn't, I had never seen a man cry before. And when my mother and, and dad gave these food and the shoes to them, the parents just cried. And that has stayed with me all my life, but that is compassion and a solution. It left them with some hope. Their little kids could walk, because it was probably three miles to the little town. We didn't take them with us. I don't know if it was offered or what, more than likely knowing my mom that she did offer, or we might not have had room. I I don't remember how many people were with us. But that has always stayed with me. And her act of kindness, that has always stayed with me. That what to do with people. Like there was a, a, do you know what a hermit is? A a hermit? uh, Jonathan, do you know what a hermit is? A hermit is a, a very, very poor person. Well, there was a hermit that lived outside the town I lived in, in the canyons. And he lived in a cave. And uh, he would get on the bus that my mother and I would get on to go to the next little town to do shopping, and I got on the bus one day, and he was on there, and my mother would not let me point at him, would not let me say he stunk she would she said no, that will hurt his feelings." Come to find out this man was quite wealthy, and he had been a victim of uh, some kind of injury in world war one and just not gone back into society and he had hundreds of thousands of dollars at, at in the bank when he passed away and uh his checks from the army would come and other checks from different places but i remember her she rebuked me she said no you that will hurt his feelings and you will not act like that. You will not. You will sit down and you won't look at him with any kind of anything. And so I was. That's probably the only no I ever got in my life. From my parents, didn't ever tell me no. It sounds ridiculous, but they didn't. But that's neither here nor there. I want us to go to John 16, uh, verse 12 through 15. Jesus is talking, and He says, "I have yet many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Howbeit when he the Spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth, and he shall not speak of himself, but whatever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine. And shall show you, show it unto you, all things that are the Father, all things that the Father hath hath are mine. All things the Father has are mine. Therefore, I uh, said I that He shall take of mine, and sh- and shall show it unto you. See what we've got to be willing to be shown. What's Jesus's? We got to get in a place where we can be shown. watch Jesus this, and this is from the Holy Spirit. He's got things to show us and as we honor him and we dedicate we come before him with just I didn't know this and I, I'm really sorry and uh, I, want, I want you I want to be available to you. Call, uh, cause me to be still. Psalms 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. The know, it's in the knowing that He is God. There's a, hu, a, a humility there that we need to operate in so that He can show us the things that the Father has for us. We, we walk in a little bit of faith. We walk in so... But our faith can be big. For everything, if we are shown what is for us, and what God has for us. We can reach and just get it. We can by faith reach and say, well, I know that that's mine because the Holy Spirit showed it to me. I know that I, know that I can go raise that man from the dead because Holy Spirit said I can. And now's the time. See, He'll give you the where, what, when, how, and and Who? Jesus knew when a, when a donkey was going to, he needed a donkey. He told him where to go, to an upper room. I mean, he was led by the Holy Spirit guiding him every step of the way. He didn't make a Bible. We don't have to either. How many things have we started and stopped? How many things, don't you kind of get upset with yourself sometimes? Just how many times I've missed it. I thought it was this and it was that. We don't have to live like that anymore. We don't have to get... It isn't guesswork. It's yes work. It's God work. It can be God work. It isn't guesswork. You know, when Jesus... When the lady poured out the oil on Jesus, his disciples were outside, and they were saying, well, that that was a real expensive oil. We should have used that, the... You know, the value of that we should have we should have fed the poor. Well, Jesus was doing and she was doing a God work. They were talking about a good work. Do you see the difference? She was she was memorialized in the scripture because she did a God work. There's a difference. I want to move in the God works. I want to hear from the Holy Spirit. And like Pastor Larry heard, he was supposed to heal a man. He had never been to this church, and he was supposed to heal a man or someone from a back problem. And he had never been to this church. And he pursued that. He was led, it was a God work, and the healing came forth. We want to be told by the Spirit where to go to our meetings. We're going to need to have some heads up. We may have to do things off of Facebook and off of texting because somebody's got our number. Do you see what I'm saying? Holy Spirit's got the number. He's got the number. He's got the way. And the truth. And the life is Jesus. And we need to get everything into that filter. All this other stuff is come and goes. But... We need to align ourselves with the compassion. It's the love of God. God so loved the world that he sent Jesus so we could be saved. Did it work? I'm saved. Quentin's saved. It worked. The solution to the issue was Jesus. God's compassion had the solution. It was his only son was the solution. He's always the solution. And if we move in the Holy Spirit's timing, Jesus will be edified. Jesus will be glorified and lifted up. So let's, let's consider what I'm saying. Let's not be so hard on the Levite and the priest that passed that by because the good Samaritan is who God could use because he would follow through With the plan. They might have just said, be blessed and be healed and walked on. Do you see what I'm saying? I want to be, I want to be in that, in that number. (laughs) Y'all were singing before (laughs) church. I want to be in that number. I don't want to be one of those that said, Lord, oh Lord, I did this and this and this and this and this in your name. And he said, I never knew you. That means you you never listened to the Holy Spirit. I never knew it's in the knowing, the Holy Spirit, and our drawing nigh to Him, and getting close to Him. That's where we need to be. Let me see what if I'm missing anything else in here. I think that we we do so much by what we've seen in the past what we've heard in the past what different leaders have done in the past and everything else but anything that wasn't directed by the Holy Spirit we're going to have to have the Holy Spirit show us and, and be humble and change those things Not, that's why we have denominations is because somebody got off the road map somebody did their own road instead of the God road and so we, uh, uh, not that there was intent to do it wrong, it was a lot of emotion and misdirected uh, things. There was no evil intent. So as we approach this year, this year of great outreach and all that, as we, these next months, when we're bringing people with us, let the Holy Spirit guide us. To, to see maybe any little thing that might cause somebody to stumble, that we can help them avoid, that we can, that we can uh, let's ask the Lord to show us exactly how to do what we're doing. You know, we can do it by rote, like we, you know, others have done it. We can look all over everything to plan, but if we're in one mind, in one accord, allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us, It will come forth from this divine design within us exactly like it's supposed to come forth. We all have this divine design within us. It's a divine thing that God has placed within the Holy Spirit. And as we allow Him to direct the course, unless the Lord builds the house, they that labor, labor in vain. So let's follow what the Lord's plan, the architect, great architect, the Lord. Let him build a house. Guiding, let, let us humble ourselves and be guided, be willing to be guided. We come up with all kinds of ideas, folks. But his ideas are the ones we want. Thank you, Lord, for this lesson. Father, I thank you for making it real. Father, to me, making it real to everyone, Lord, that we have your divine design within us and we don't have to do it wrong. Jesus, you are the way, you are the truth, and you are the life. And we worship you and we praise you and we thank you tonight for the worship service. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to bring forth your word and we thank you, Father, for all those that made it possible. Father, I I, I pray for Theresa. I thank you for her, Father. She makes it so simple for me. And I ask that you bless her mightily. You bless her with rest. You bless her with increase on every hand. And I just thank you for her, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all.